Hey guys, it's your girl Koshana Collins and you are listening to another episode of The Millennial Entrepreneur. If you are listening to this podcast, that means that you are an entrepreneur, you think like an entrepreneur, and we are claiming to be successful entrepreneurs. Let's go right ahead and hop into this week's episode because we have so much money and many connections to make. Good morning and thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. It's your girl Koshana Collins again. I'm back with the Q&A episode, something to kind of give us a chill week, you know, so we can just, you know, vibe out this week. Let's just have some fun and, you know, also it'll give me a chance to see what you guys want to hear from me anyway. So this is my first Q&A episode. Thank you to the people who dropped questions in the box. I wrote down a couple of them so we can kind of still keep this episode short, straight to the point, not too long and drug out. Uh, Can't wait to answer these questions for you guys. So let's hop right into it. The first question says, how are you so bomb? How are you so bomb? (laughs) Woo, that's funny. Um. My friend dropped this question in the box. I love her to death. She hypes me all the time. Uh, But, you know, that's what type of friends I was praying and asking God for. So thank God that I have friends that literally genuinely hype me as a person. Um, I'm so bomb. I believe I'm so bomb because I just do not think like your average 27 year old I mean period (laughs) I'm trying to elevate my finances in every single way possible um I'm after the heart of God I am not chasing after relationships and men and friends and you know kind of the luxury lifestyle that most people my age want to acquire but I really am a focused individual and you know I try in relationships and things that I uh, connect myself in to give my all Um, people who know me for real know like I am genuine I am relatable I am personable I'm transparent I'm someone who will always encourage you and tell you that you can do whatever it is you want to do. I am that person that is inspirational to some people. People are starting to really reach out and like, you're inspiring. And I hear it all the time now. And, you know, it's only going to get bigger, better. So I would say I'm so bomb because I'm me. And, you know, it takes us, it takes us a long time to really resonate with the fact that we are ourselves And we have to embrace that first and foremost before other people do. If we don't embrace that we are ourselves, how can we expect other people to truly love us for us? So thank God that it's been a journey of becoming whole and finding Korshana and loving her, you know, embracing her for her and, um, you know, just kind of rocking out. So I believe those are the aspects as to why I'm bomb. Uh, and I'm a bomb individual. <laughs> yeah, y'all know. So I'm going to go to the next question. Uh, the next question says, how how long did it take you to believe in your business? Uh, and this is juicy because 
I, you know, I believe that initially we all believe. Okay, so we have a vision. We have a vision that God has like given us and we have, you know, obstacles and we have like things that are in the way that we either have to learn, conquer, um, you know, start to network within certain arenas to really achieve our goal. But I believe like if somebody starts a project, they believe if you can start. I know that you actually believe that you can succeed in that project, even though it gets hard. You know, there are obstacles there. There's so much opposition when you're chasing a dream and and when you're chasing purpose um, or you're after your destiny and things of that nature. But believing and having like the faith, the size of a mustard seed, even like if it's a God given vision, just keeping that faith. And also um, aligning yourself with others who have accomplished what it is you're trying to accomplish or aligning yourself with people who also believe in your vision and can push you and hold you accountable. I think that is very helpful for me. I always believed. But in the last episode, when I talked about obstacles, I talked about very much so quitting as well. Right. So there were times where I was like, okay, this is too much. Let me just stop. I took a like hiatus like literally just paused and was like I'm gonna come back you know and that's okay that's okay I think if we look at this um as in like okay it has to be perfect we have to conquer dominate be successful on the first try you're never gonna succeed but it's okay to always um intern you know, shadow someone and learn from somebody, completely align yourself with someone who is doing exactly what you want to be done. And I think that's something that I started saying this year. I said, when you find a mentor, you don't invest all your money in your mentor and you don't just pay for everything your mentor drops does is selling no but you completely align yourself with the things your mentor is doing if my mentor has a podcast I need a podcast if my mentor is an author I need I need to write a book I need to be an author if my mentor is designing selling these clothes and doing it I need to be designing so just separate yourself completely from, hey, I'm just a student. And all of a sudden you come up and you possess, you possess those same traits. You do what you see being done that you aspire to do. Do it. You have to place yourself in that spot. I was at that retreat and that one woman said that she wanted to be in magazines, but she wasn't a celebrity yet. So she made herself a celebrity. She made her own magazine just so she can be on the front of it. And then she figured out how to get them on magazine stands. And that is the that is literally the art of possessing it, being and becoming exactly who you've envisioned yourself being and believe that you are. And that's a whole nother level of just taking control and complete access over who you are and just putting it out there for the people. They would like a lot of people would never even know. They don't know your story. They don't know where you started. They don't know if you're a celebrity, um, you know, if you're a, a producer, you're doing music. I believe it is hard. You gonna have to do a lot of free work, you know, but I seen that one dude shoot his shot on Twitter and he posted up a beat. And next thing you know, Meek Mill picked it up and went in on the track. How are you marketing yourself? 
do you believe and you just willing to put it out there no matter like what social media says and the people who just know you gonna respond and say do you truly believe past those people who already know you and there's like a whole sphere of others waiting to know you support you and be a part of your army so that's just what I say that's my two cents about basically how long did it take me to believe in my business it was like a line that was drawn in the sand where I was like yo I can do this myself like I don't have to continue to buy knowledge I can give knowledge because I have it and then God kind of co-signed on that and told me to write the book and I wrote the book and then boom everything just changed so Whatever that thing is that you feel like you need to swiftly change, like that kill switch, that light switch, switch and become exactly who you see yourself being in your head. So others can see that person, believe and also, you know, be able to celebrate you and your accolades and just the difference you're making. So come on up out of that. (laughs) Come on up out of that. Because we spend too much time not believing that we are who we think we are anyways. Come on up out of that. Amen. (laughs) All right, let's go to the next question. So the next question says, and this kind of correlates exactly with what I was just talking about. But it says, what keeps you motivated when you want to give up because of opposition? So for me, for instance, this is what I'm going to say. Okay, because, you know, when I go home. I see my family and I see how my family lives and there's nothing wrong with how my family lives. I grew up like that, but I also have been exposed to how people live who are just well off and how people live who, um, you know, are born to more wealthier families or L.A. lifestyle, just different things where I know the difference in between like poverty stricken people. And, you know, honestly, my whole family is kind of like poverty um, stricken people. So, like, they never have gone to the next tax bracket. Nobody in my family um, immediately, anyways, has gone to the next tax bracket or been able to just afford to live life in a comfortable space, you know, and I feel confident saying that because even where I am right now, I had to tell people this is like all hard work, perseverance, hustle. Like it is that even though like as a believer, we want to pull ourselves out of that hustler mentality. And many people have told me that it is still a trait and attribute of my life and something that has truly produced this outcome of what I'm standing in today. So I'm not completely against the hustling aspect, okay? I'm a hustler, baby. (laughs) I just want you to know it ain't where I've been, but where I'm about to go. Somebody said something there because um, I think I looked at my mama raised me and being a single mom and doing her best, you know, but I didn't have all the nice things. I I definitely didn't have things that I wanted. I never grew up, like, privileged I never had anything, honestly. I had things, but I never had wants. I had needs, and my needs were met, but I didn't have all my wants. And it just feels good to, like, want something even nowadays and just get it. 
you know, and I think I stay motivated because I look at my mom. My mom still gets up every day and go to work. Okay, my mom is a very hardworking woman. Uh, I think I learned that from her. So I say 50 percent of my hard work, though, all those traits and qualities come from my mom. And then the other 50 percent of creativity and the fashion and all that, like that clearly comes from my dad. You know, and I understand I'm made up of both of them and I know exactly what I got from each of them. So thank God for my parents. Um, they they do really, I mean, honestly, keep me motivated. I can't watch my mom work to the end of her life. Period. That's my mom. She deserves to like retire early, do whatever she wants, kick her feet up. Like that's my mom, you know, so I think my mom. You know, I don't have kids, so I know kids are usually like a number one motivator. But my mom is like my motivation for real, for real. When I look at her, I just want to give her back everything she's given to me. So thank God for family and being able to be, you know, exposed and to know, like, okay, my family really has been living like beneath their means, like, all, like, ever since I've known. So. Thank God for just waking somebody up. Okay, somebody got to be the difference maker. Somebody got to be the the switch. Somebody got to be that one to just do it differently. Like, for real, for real. So, thank him for choosing me. And God, honestly, too. God is a big accountability piece here. Like, you didn't call me to L.A. for nothing. You didn't make me a designer for anything. You're not giving me all this knowledge and wisdom concerning business for no reason. Help me to help the next generation. That's so motivational. And another thing, let me mention this. Last night, specifically, I was listening to the song called Gangsta Lean. And it just brought back so many memories of like the older days or like me, you know, being raised kind of like in income-based apartments and kind of growing up not in the streets for real like I was no killing like it wasn't like the street streets but it was definitely like all right we out here and um basically I seen this one black guy had got murdered um back in North Carolina and I didn't even know the guy he wasn't from my hometown it was a whole different town and everything but just to see the pain behind the people who did know him And listening to that song, my heart was heavy immediately. And I was like, yo, I got to do something. How can I help these men get off the streets? How can I be an example, even for black men, you know, to just retire that lifestyle? It's so much more you can be doing out here. It's so much more. It's so many other ways to make money than the streets. Um, and honestly, I've seen a lot of people in my family take that route. They're not like full fledged industries, like they still work, but they definitely have had their season of trying to be in the streets, you know, and it would hurt me to my core to really lose somebody close to me to the streets. I don't know. I just got a love for the streets. I have a love for and a sympathy for black men in general and it's just got to be another way. So hopefully even watching me, I can motivate them and push them to want to get it a different way as well. Cool.
taking a quick break to let you guys know that Overdress Official is still open. We are still shipping. So if you have a moment, go and check out www.overdressofficial.com. Like the podcast while you're here listening to us. Rate it, subscribe, and also drop in our DMs. Let us just know topics that you want me to speak on. And that's about it. Let's get back to the show. Okay, let's hop back into these questions. Um, The next question says, why is your mind so amazing that people pay for it? (laughs) Um, (laughs) This is funny. Um, My friend is so funny. Um, I will answer this question and say that knowledge is power. Uh, So people don't know what you know, okay? And they just see results. And the truth of the matter is, the more you learn, the more valuable you are as a person. You're an asset, you know, you can pour into people. And that is what I have taken a bulk of my life doing. Just like I was saying in the beginning, I'm different because I'm not sitting around chasing after no relationship or friendships or, you know, luxurious lifestyles. Like I really want to enhance my vocabulary and I really want to enhance my knowledge and my network. And so the more I do that, the more valuable that I will be. I'm an asset. okay? I'm the prize. And people know that you get what you pay for. So people literally like my friend who asked this question, she's like, yeah, people will pay you to style them because people just don't have it like you just have it. And, you know, although like my fashion tip is honestly, look, I can get fly. Okay, I haven't in a while, you know, quarantine got everybody chilling, but I can get fly and I plan to get fly. Just know. So um, another aspect, even when it comes out to like, okay, the fashion and the styling, that's cool. But another aspect of my mind is literally made up of business knowledge is a dollar piece. But if people can crack into my mind, they can crack into ways to make extra streams of income and that's why i wrote the book you guys should go get the book right now if you're listening to this podcast go get boutique basics because it's not even just about starting a boutique yeah i talk about starting a boutique but it's knowledge to start pretty much any company that you would like to start and then from there if you have questions and concerns once you have purchased the book we can switch over and um I can help you tailor to your specific audience or whatever you're trying to sell and whoever you're trying to reach. So go get the book. Uh, Yeah, I believe, though, with my mind, I'm telling you, um, I'm going to be speaking on platforms one day and the platforms are going to be huge. And there's going to be hundreds of thousands of people listening in the crowd. So get the knowledge now while I'm small and, you know, because when it grows. It's going to be a price tag. You feel me? And even like the investment that I just made in the mentorship, I know that's going to be pivotal for me, for my brand, for my knowledge in business. All of these things have been spoken over me. So my friend was telling me it's a season coming and he was telling me that you are literally going to tap into a season of mentorship in school. And it's so crazy. I kind of got two in one because my mentor has an academy. So I kind of hit that nail on the head. I believe that is what God wanted me to be doing next. And I just know that the network and my net worth is about to open up. So that is I'm telling you, 
<laughs> people are only going to have to pay more for the knowledge cuz I'm about to obtain even more knowledge and it's a price it comes with a price. So thank you to my friend who knows my mind the psychology um and the, the psychological stance to even get people to buy. I've tapped into all that, whether it be marketing, whether it be um, the information, literally just the information, the marketing, the ads, um, how to sell, how to upsell, what to say to bring to convert the sale, bring your customers in. All of that is all literally a template that can be written and used. So y'all get with your girl. Right now, I'm offering like $50 consultations. If you have a business, go to overdressofficial.com and you can literally book a consultation with me and we can chat this thing out. So, yes, ma'am. Consultations will, honestly, when the price go up, everything will go up. So, right now, it's $50. Go cop it. Let's talk about your business venture. Uh, Let's go to the next question. How do you conjure up these ideas of... That's so crazy when uh, this question came about. I was like, I just did this today. It was a day where I saw like this yellow Rugrat shirt and it was like so cute. And it had, I just wanted to accent the purple in the shirt. Like I wanted to bring out the purple and I already knew what I would wear with it. Like within a minute, I already had an outfit in my head. And, you know, of course, from there, I usually like go scramble and buy the pieces. But it's been times that I've actually went into a friend's closet to style her. And I used everything that she had in the closet, but put pieces with things that she normally wouldn't have thought to. And she's like, I would have never thought to put that together. And I'm just like, yo, I don't know. I just do it. And I'm really thinking that it came from my daddy i'm telling you because that nigga excuse my language but (laughs) um yeah he loves to be fly i mean he loves to dress and so i think that it's a gift and i think that it was just given to me and i just had that eye and thank god because i love to be fly girl you can't tell me nothing when i put on a white button down period okay y'all gonna get tired of me in my white button downs because we coming out of this quarantine together okay i have a uh, one last question guys um and this one might be a little drawn out but stick around and listen it's the last one uh it says how was the transition moving from a small country town to la and i was gonna do a whole episode about transitioning to la just for people who are really inclined and want to hear um, but I'm going to break it down here as well. So moving to Los Angeles, guys, first of all, I was that person. Okay. I remember telling people, my family saying to my cousins, I will never leave North Carolina. I was like, I don't think I will ever leave North Carolina. And I was that person. And it was because I was unaware and I was unexposed. So that was okay for that phase in my life. But you see, God has other plans and he always does. So next thing you know, I'm pulled all the way out because um in in you know from college from uh, high school to college. So from high school to college, God transitions me to a bigger city, and I had never lived in the city. We never really go to the city from the country unless we're going to shop. You get what I'm saying? So it was like already a culture shock when I got to UNCG. I went in a shell. Do you hear me? 
I went from being this homecoming um, warrior court queen to being social, you know, from being completely social with every single one of my classmates and people in high school, being a captain on a cheerleading team, you know, being someone who was just active, you know, uh, to shutting completely down. I went to college and I saw so many new things, whether it be the way the people dress, the clothes they wore, the lipstick, the hair outfits galore like I was completely in shock because I come from nothing and it's just the truth so in high school I started I mean um, in college I started like you know shopping around more I finally got into lipstick it was just different things I started to dabble in because I wanted to evolve as well but the social part of me still is kind of like boxed in I ain't gonna lie I wasn't as social in college a lot of people don't remember me because they don't really know me because I wasn't that social there's a few who do you know but a lot of them really don't so uh fast forward basically I remember meeting my best friend she was quiet like me so I was like okay great perfect little match you know we stuck at we stuck those four years out do you hear me um had a roommate my freshman year Tiff was really cool but Tiff liked to, to go to house parties and like she was lit. And I mean, that's what everybody else was doing. I just wasn't on that wave. So, you know, I really didn't go with her to the house parties. Um, it was real chill. That probably would have been a social aspect where I could have been, you know, meeting more people and being social, being a social individual. But that wasn't my testimony. So college, I, I really went in a shell and I started coming out closer to the end of college um you know I worked at a sports bar working there and you know working at the mall and I met I just met some girls that kind of brought out the best in me and Jessica Vane who was like my best friend for real for real um throughout the college year she was there and she kind of just taught me how to open up and be myself and like, like she was a great friend who accepted me for me and I think it's so much it helped me so much um and moving forward, even when I transitioned from Greensboro, because after college, I stayed in Greensboro still for like two years. And then I transferred um, my job and, and things of that nature to Charlotte. And I lived in Charlotte in 2017, y'all. Let me tell you, 2017 was the best year of your girl life. She was traveling. She was living her best life. I was blowing checks. Do you hear me? It wasn't nothing to drop anything on a trip, on some hair, on some nails, on a fit. Like, I was just dropping the bag because I had the bag. And it was cool. It was cool for that season. And I lived my best freaking life. I have no regrets about 2017, okay? That was the year of the fashion show. That was the year that I decided in, in, in August, hey, I'm going to move to L.A. And then by December, I was in L.A. Now, what pushed me on now, honestly, was like pain, I'm going to say. And it was certain friendships I was starting to like wither away from and lose and things of that nature. So that was kind of hurtful. And it pushed me to a place where it was like, OK, God, it's just me and you because that's how I felt. That's truly how I felt like, God, it's just me and you. Whatever you want me to do, wherever you want me to be. Um, that year I had went to Atlanta, um, Miami went to Maryland, went to Ohio, went to Jamaica, and I went to LA. So I did a lot of traveling uh, that year alone. And I ended up coming to LA that September. Now, 
mind you, I already wrote down in August. I'm moving to L.A. Wrote it in August, visited L.A. in September. Came, loved L.A., felt like just free. I just felt different. I just felt good. And I had a good time. We celebrated my friend's birthday or whatever. But when I got back, um, I was talking to this guy or whatever. And I was just telling him, you know, I might move to L.A. And, you know, I'm going to just go ahead and say, I think that move, we talked about it a little bit. And he was in a place where, you know, he would probably have rather me stayed on the East Coast and, you know, moved closer to him. This, that, and the third. But thank God, like, he wasn't that type of person because... I probably would have, like, really considered it. I would have considered staying there to be closer to him and to see what can transpire out of the relationship. But thank God he wasn't really like that. And, you know, he was like, go live your best life. And, you know, they ended up us honestly not being together. And, you know, it's just we on different parts of the nation, which is cool, you know. Uh, but... I'm so glad I made the transition, long story short, period. <laughs> I'm glad I'm over here. So by December, right after Christmas, because I was going to leave before Christmas and one of my cousins was like, no, don't leave until after Christmas, whatever, whatever. So I was like, okay, cool. So I stuck it out and I, I left the day after Christmas. Now, there was a three-day transition because me and my mom drove my car so we packed my car up with everything I could take completely packed that car down and moved to LA um I my mom started off driving uh she drove like all the way to Tennessee I want to say and then I took over when it got dark and then I got sleepy and it was still like three something in the morning four I was like mom I'm tired and so we pulled over we got some rest. We got back on the road the next morning and we drove that whole entire day. My mom did majority of the driving. Praise the Lord. Cause your girl would have never made it without um her mom. So um long story short, continuing I got here. I got my first studio apartment uh right downtown LA and that is how I transitioned. Um me and Zakori, we stayed in the studio together it was really nice studio honestly right downtown LA and it was a great start let me just put it that way and you know now that I live here I know other areas that you can live in other than downtown even though I still live very close to downtown currently I still know there's other areas you can live in now that I'm more aware of and downtown was a good starting spot to be able to be like find my way and just make it home and figure some things out but moving forward now I know other places that I would not mind residing in in Los Angeles or you know even outside of not outside of the city city but just like the little smaller town cities that make up LA County um, so like Santa Monica, Culver City, I wouldn't mind living in Culver City for real. Uh, I like Manhattan Beach. It's really nice. Um, where else would I live? I lived in Koreatown. So, you know, and I've lived downtown. So I've had my share of, you know, moving around L.A. It's been a headache, to be honest with you. And I very much underestimated the cost of living. I just kind of jumped out on a whim and I just did it. And I think that's what a lot of you guys are going to have to do because 
you're just never going to hop out and just know that something is going to work out for you. And then you're also not just going to hop out and transition into paying what you would pay double the one rent, you know, what your rent would be in North Carolina. You're paying double that each month, just one person. And it's still only half of your rent. So I have had roommates since I lived in L.A., period. Uh, it's too expensive. So um, transition, though, y'all, it's working out. I think for two years, uh, I was on a consultation last night. And I was telling the girl for two years, I literally have put my life on hold, period. My whole life has been on hold. Um, I don't shop as much. I don't travel as much. I don't wild out out here buying all the hair, the nails, the, the bags. I don't wild out. And I haven't been able to. And that's okay. And I need other black women to know that that's okay. Stop feeling like you have to keep up with a certain image. For what? Who are you impressing? Why is your hair always done? Why are you always having nails but you're broke? Why? Like, I would rather look at my bank account and I have money in it than to be broke. You know what I'm saying? Literally broke, but you look good. That's not cool. And I will relay that message to you guys. If you need to hear, you heard it here first. So let's do better. Let's think better and let's create better habits for ourselves. So my transition, like I said, it's been crazy. It's been hell, honestly, if you really want to know. But I love living here. And I met one of my very best friends here. Mad cool, mad tight. Friend for life. I already know. I already know that's my friend for life. And, you know, she makes living here better. And then I have um, a couple more friends that I've made that are very supportive of the things I have going on. And I'm just so happy. And I'm just looking forward to the future. I'm very, very um, excited about the future and what it holds. So, Thank you guys for rocking with your girl. Thank you for listening to this Q&A. I don't know if I'll be able to elaborate on this L.A. question later. I still may just because. So let me know if you guys want to hear even more. I'm going to wrap this episode up. So thank you guys for tuning in. And I'll catch you next week. Bye, guys.